If you like anime, you need Crunchyroll. It is the best possible streaming service to keep up with beloved ongoing series, weird as shit new stuff you've never heard of straight out of Japan, and deliciously tacky old school trash that you used to have to root around in the back of a video store to find. Like, remember back when it was called Japanimation? I miss that shit. Anyway, Crunchyroll is the best thing to happen to anime since that late night cartoon-centric cable TV programming block, which I won't name here for obvious reasons. So go to Crunchyroll.com slash comedy button and sign up for a free month-long trial today. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Button. I'm your host, Brian Altano. With me is Ryan Scott. Brap, brap. And Max Scoville. Oh, boy. We are recording this episode at Max Scoville's home uh, using special equipment that we have saved for special events, yeah. such as when Scott Bromley has a 102, The Fever, yeah. <laughs> the hottest radio station. Smoothest pop hits from the top 40s, 80s, 90s, and today. Hundreds of songs to sweat and puke to. No, Scott has an actual, literal, gigantic fever or... Whatever it is for his weird head. Yeah, Scott's a very weird dude. Uh, he's typically sort of like, we have to record at my house. And we're like, well, why can't we do it at my house? And that's, uh, I don't know, we've never done this at, at my house before. We've never. Why we've can't recorded. we do it at my house? Because uh, you live fucking 100 miles away. So yeah. do you. No, I don't. From you. Jeez. For a good reason. Why don't we All go right. to Nebraska wow. to make the show? <laughs> What about um, Antarctica? But what no, like Scott, Scott was like, just recorded at Max is like we usually like this has ever been a thing we've done before. Yeah, and it's just sort of like, oh well, I guess we'll figure out how to do that. So now my kitchen table looks like Ghostbusters, and we've got these like funny extra like emergency microphones. Yeah, I think it's working out. You uh, you handed Ryan Scott a small like uh, ceramic handmade bowl of berries. Right. It looks sort of I, like a diaphragm. I ate them. Nom, nom, well, nom, nom. Ryan would get so scared if we went to my liquor store to get gummy snacks because it's like a scary liquor store. Mm-hmm. They've Why is it like, scary? They've got like bootleg toilet paper. They have bulletproof glass as a thing you should lead with. <laughs> oh, no, they? that's the scary thing is they don't. What? They don't, which means they got guns too. Oh, it got shot through. <laughs> <laughs> we used that bulletproof glass until they gunned it down, and now we're just rolling. No, I, I think that their like their defense mechanism is like the Battle of Thermopylae, where the door is too small, so anybody who's trying to rob the place gets stuck trying to run through there. That's really funny. Yeah. That doesn't happen a lot. like a, like if a very large like if the kingpin tried to rob the place, he'd get stuck on the other side. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, they they don't let large folks in there. It's just too small of a hole. It's how they catch Winnie the Pooh when he's trying to rob places. Legally, you can't not let the Ooh, large this folks is in a there. Stick up. What? Oh, give me all your honey. Yeah, it's stick up. Did you read that thing about how they are not allowed to say Winnie the Pooh on the internet in China? What? Because people said the dude that runs that country looks like Winnie the Pooh and became like a joke, and they it became like a banned word because their internet there is like you can't do anything. Their their internet is like high school library internet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. So you can't like, go on new grounds or say fuck. So you can't even be like Winnie the Pooh. Even if the Winnie the Pooh, if they made a new Winnie the Pooh movie and it was a number one grossing movie in the in the world, you wouldn't be able to like go see it or talk about it on the internet. Huh, weird. Like I'd go to text you Winnie the Pooh and I'd be like, "Hey man, you want to go see?" And it would just stop. Yeah. And you get this text and you'd be like, "What film?" Yeah. And be like, oh, I, I, I got stood up. Yep. Uh, so what should we what should we talk about on this fine radio program? I don't know. Like, for, uh, you know, well, the gang's uh, all here. There's a cat meowing. Sorry about my your, cat. your pets are about to fight over me. Ryan, do you have any questions about my pets before we get things off the ground? Why is your dog you... so adorable? Oh, uh, because I feed your him. Dog, uh, your dog is wearing an R two D two costume. Yeah, he's for wearing Halloween. a little hoodie. That's because he's being a, he was being yeah. a fucking rascal. So I put a sweatshirt on him, and yeah. now he's being behaved. Are you dressing yeah. up for Halloween time? Um. Last time I did that wasn't so good. What did you go dress over... up as? Well. The one time we got any trick-or-treaters at our apartment, I answered the door in full Michael Myers costume and terrified what the wrong with you? Terrified these poor little girls, and now no one ever comes to our door. Uh-huh. So I probably shouldn't dress up anymore. Yeah, also, I love Why? that like, a full Michael Myers costume is really just like two and a half components. 
Oh, it's yeah. It's a jumpsuit and then like a screen you know, accurate yeah, yeah. mask and the same jumpsuit from the same brand. Yeah. Same. It's like I've got a complete Homer Simpson costume. It's sure. like well, you have a shirt and pants. Okay. Well, you, most people get it wrong. You don't. Have, you I don't, get it right. You've never. Have you? If you haven't had. Looks blue on the screen. It's actually uh, spruce green. Spruce green. Yes, it is. That's the color. Yep. Spruce Sorry. green. Spruce. I believe it's called spruce green. I get really uncomfortable it, it, when you say that word. It's like hearing people say moist. Spruce. What were you going to ask me? I was going to say you. There's a cat and a dog running around here, but you haven't yeah. had pets since you were a child. When are you going to get some pets? Uh, when I live in a place that allows me to do so. What if you got a snake and you hit it? <laughs> I would not yeah, have a snake because I don't really, like those. Snakes, snakes are meant to be hid. If if They're if it ain't if it ain't good enough hide. for Indiana Jones, it ain't good enough for me. There's actually get a costume for okay. a snake that's like to make it look like a dog. <laughs> 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 It's like hairy, a hairy tube with arms. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, man, that's a good question. I know they have like snake costumes for dogs, but they don't have dog costumes. I think that it, honestly, snakes are so sort of like modular in yep. how they're shaped that you could get like a weird, you could get like a ceramic dog shaped pedestal mm-hmm. and then have the snake wrap around it. And like the snake is actually, the, the, the costume is actually wearing the snake. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. There isn't really a market for. Or for, just get like the sleeve of a sweatshirt and put some little legs on it. That I like a lot. But I think it's the pr- the problem is a snake will get out of any costume that you put him on, unless you tie him in a knot. He, has anyone <laughs> has anyone put like a condom on a snake and be like, oh, he's a ghost? <laughs> you guys are gonna get PETA after us. Jeez! If fucking if last week's episode didn't get PETA after us for talking about rabbits' butts exploding, and so we got a lot of complaints oh. about. I don't even know what last week's also, episode was. Hey, PETA, look, maybe stop listening to podcasts at work and go out there and save the animals. Stop hey, PETA, call your mother more often. Hey, PETA, what's going on over there? <laughs> Hey Peter, why don't you go snap some more photos for the bugle? That's like, it's just such a like a soft, shitty name for a company that's really supposed to be out there doing a lot of good stuff. You know, they're trying, they're trying to make it work, but it's like, hey, it's Peter. Peter's coming over to take Peter. care of the cats. Peter, oh Peter, help me out for a second. There's a walrus in my yard. <laughs> but anyway, there are not enough snake costumes. If you're a guy that owns a snake. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that they do like they'll do like corgi like corgi conventions at the beach or like they'll do like pug crawls where they get like a, a bunch of the same kind of dog together. Pug yep. crawls. Yeah, they'll get like a bunch of, I don't know if I just coined that. If they don't the pug crawl? I think I might have invented that. I don't that know. That would Maybe be a not. great name for some kind they have, of business. They have they have Python alons, which is like a, <laughs> a marathon where you bring your snake. The Python. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's where they put all the snakes end to end and they have to like run up and down them together. I don't know. Yeah. It's just people doing marathons holding the snakes like, ah, ah. you want to go to that, uh, that snake braiding convention? We just make a, <laughs> just put all the snakes together. I like it. It's, it's easy to make fun of people who own snakes, but I can't because when I, every time I do, I get like my Twitter mentions have the blurriest photos. <laughs> like it's yeah. always dudes who are like, Hey man, I know you made fun of snake owners, but like, my snake pretzel is great. <laughs> like, show me a picture. Just like he's got this like Nokia phone from seventy oh, years yeah. ago. Well, I think the problem is that because they own snakes, all of the lights in their home are very low. Like yep. they've adapted like reptilian eyes, so yep. they're like they're like everything smells like raw chicken. And also, I've got a home full of snakes, and it smells like weird sweepings. The fucking like the fucking one of the scariest things in the world is uh, an empty snake tank. Like if you're ever like a zoo you're or like where's like that, where's the snake? You're like where's the it snake? could be hunting me right now. He that could be in any be, other cage here. That'd be a pretty good fuck you. Is it, like if, like forget a haunted house. Set the set the whole place up like it's a zoo or mm-hmm. like a reptile convention or like a bug a bug festival, and then don't have anything in the tanks and then be like, 
people will be like, well, take a look. And then you got all the, all the, all the cards on the bottom. Yep. Save money. And then people will be like, where, where are the animals? And you're like, oh, oh, we've got a problem. We've so, got a serious problem. The bugs all escaped. I, lo- I love this. This is the per- this is the per- so okay so seal all the doors with everybody inside. Spook- spooky Halloween time. You set up the thing that looks like you, it, like you give people the impression that they're walking yeah. to a haunted house. You call it the world's deadliest animal convention. Yeah. And you walk in and there's like this very big room. All of the tanks are very very dimly lit. Doesn't even matter what's in them. And you walk up to the center and there's like one spotlight on this one tank. And in the corner is a picture of you know. A, a, Egyptian muzzle fuck or whatever the fuck his name this the snake is right right like you right, get some right. terrifying name you have a picture of him and then you just on the bottom you have like six rocks and some hay and like like uh, the skeleton of a mouse yeah and then there's nothing else in there no and so then, it's like a, it's like an IKEA living yeah. room like <laughs> and so people press people press up against the glass and they look in and like. I don't know, he's not in there. Maybe he got out. And the second they say maybe he got out, a wet gym rope falls from the ceiling right on the back of their neck. That's a good one, yeah. Right? right? I think we should be we should be planning haunted house. We're basically imagineering right now. And this is it kind of sucks that like haunted houses, you pretty much know what's a real you get dark ride. There was that one, it was like going around on the internet a couple years ago. All these people reacting to this one part in a haunted house. Uh Whereas like headlights are on them and they're all like screaming and jumping in the air. Do you know about that? Where it snapped all the photos. Yeah, it snapped photos it, of them. It would thinking... just be all these weird like awkward like conga lines of bros. Yeah, and they're all just like whoa, <laughs> like holding each other. I feel like that was one of those things that the company was probably not supposed to put online. Yeah. Do you know? I mean, do you know what that room was? What was? What was it? It was you walk into a room and all of a sudden the lights come on and it looks like a car is about to hit you, <laughs> and it's like, okay, ah, death proof. Why would you think that would happen in here? Like, of all, like maybe if like the predator came out or something, or like you know, like uh, there's just like a bunch of zombies or skeletons fall from the yeah. ceiling. But like you, you walk into a room at a haunted house and all of a sudden, like, oh, there's a car in here. How are you gonna fall for that? Yeah, I mean that's the same problem with like with like shark attacks. Yep. I mean, like look at how much look at how much like shuffling shit around they had to do to get a shark into a Resident Evil game to have it make sense. They were like, oh, they were doing tests on it or whatever. Look at all those like, movies they made. Do they still have the, the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum at those Fisherman's are, that's Wharf? That's real. Where? At Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco, tourist uh, town. I don't know. Okay, so they used to have one there and like on the third floor they had this exhibit about um, the earthquake. And I brought a friend in there. He like came to visit San Francisco. He wanted to see the wharf because he'd never been there before. And I brought him there and it started pouring rain. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, we're here. Like, I hate being here. This is like being in Times Square, but San Francisco. And I was like, let's go in the Ripley's Museum, believe it or not, museum. We'll look at like shrunken heads and like the the world's twistiest penis and stuff like that. You know, like <laughs> ancient stone vaginas. That guy who like braided his toenails or whatever. Yeah. It's always like this guy. He's like, this man only ate pennies his whole life, believe it or not. So we walk in and... <laughs> Uh, the entire top floor was just like an exhibit based on the earthquake. And as you're leaning in and you're reading shit that's like on the wall, the fucking room splits apart and starts shaking like crazy. And it scares the fucking shit out of people. Or at least it did until they, I guess, closed it down uh, and made it a Madame Tussauds. Apparently it wasn't earthquake safe. Yeah, exactly. So it's the kind of thing like if if there was a real earthquake in there, you wouldn't even know. Which earthquake? Was it like an 89 earthquake? That was that was the one. The, well, the two big ones was that one, and then the, the oldie time one from nineteen oh whatever. It was the sixty nine earthquake, the one your mom caused. That's right. <sighs> by trying to eat her own ass. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Forgot about that one. All right. Oh. I love how amused you just got with that. Just ran away with that one. That's like I don't know. There's there's a, there's very specific <laughs> parts of my brain that have not gone past age sixteen. <laughs> Well, I fucking love it when when you like 
when you like, just, I don't know, talk some shit to somebody and then you wind up laughing at your own joke and they just kind of sit there staring at you. I it's, fucking love that. It's like you're like, ah, oh, why don't you smell my boutonniere? And oh, it's laughing gas in your face. And it's like, but it actually just gets you and you're, and you're just like, kind there's of, like, there's a weird thing with telling. I fell on my own blade. There's a weird thing with laughing at your own jokes that like if the, the timing of it has to be perfect, right? Like if you tell a joke. And you start laughing while everyone else is laughing. It's like that guy's not an asshole. He like brought some food to the table and he's having a bite. Yeah, you know. But like, if you start laughing halfway through the joke and you don't finish the joke, but your brain has the rest of the joke, ah, Jimmy you start Fallon, laughing maniacally, and everyone else in the room is like, "Fuck is wrong with this guy?" I like, think I love that. I love that. So oh, I said much. that thing to you on like we were uh, recording a podcast the other day, and I said Gary Garbage, inventor of the garbage. <laughs> but I didn't get through like most of it, and I started laughing hysterically, and everyone was like, "What?" What's he doing? I, I do that sometimes when I'm when I'm reading. I find like some hilarious story that I'm like like reading to April on my phone, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to like I'm laughing and I'm trying to get through it. And it's never as funny to I her just, as it is to you. No, yeah, God, never. no. I did the same thing with my wife, where I'm just like in tears <laughs> and I'm explaining something to her, and she's like, "I don't get it. Like I'm an adult woman, and I'm not 18. I, did, I wasn't hit in the head with <laughs> a bat when I was 12 <laughs> that made this dumb shit funny to me forever." <laughs> Well, I mean, I was it's, like, it's no, but you married somebody that did, which like, is worse. It's like having a CD skipping in your own brain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something happened, and you know, it's it's nice when other people join you in that exact headspace, but that doesn't always happen. Like we'll have stuff happen where, where like Jen will get some joke going. Like there was this thing that happened. It, it, her her uncles were like, "You need to get you you guys all need to drink two glasses of milk before bed so you don't get hungover." Which is like sort of funny. It's yeah. like a goofy thing. And we're out having dinner after like I don't know two days after this first thing was brought up. We all chuckled at it. And she just got on this fucking tear and was like crying, laughing. And we're at this restaurant. We're all sitting around the table, and everyone else is sort of like, "We know the joke. It's funny. It's you know, it's amusing." <laughs> and she's just like, ah, uh, "The milk!" <laughs> and she's like fanning herself and just crying. And everyone's sort of like, "Yeah, that's it was it was a good one." And it just looked like some I don't know somebody. It looked like grief. Yeah, it looked like you know a family going through like loss together. I'll do I'll do stuff like that sometimes when, where I'll remember something that was really funny. Mm-hmm. And I'll start laughing and trying not to laugh. <laughs> she will be like, what's, what's wrong yeah. with you? Well, like, I, did, I, had, I, I had to explain this to Max again today at a coffee shop. Like, Max is kind of like one of those jokes that, like, I, I know him very well. What did I do again? You just walked, <laughs> you walked in. And, like, here's the thing. Like, I know you so well that when you walk in the room as, like, this seven-foot-tall giraffe man with, like, a, a party shirt on and your Ace Ventura <laughs> hair up, and you're yeah. wearing, like, blue blockers and, like, maroon pants and, like, vans with checkerboards on them, like, small <laughs> chest sets for mice. Hey, man. You I, you're, not, you're not making any of these things up. I, I just don't want people with bad <laughs> eyesight to hit me with their cars, all right? For me, I... I you like, better watch out. I understand. I understand the joke already because like I've known Max for a very long time so when he walks in I'm like that's Max but like <laughs> for most people when you walk in, when you walk in you look like that like people are like that's puzzling but then Max will also start doing <laughs> weird shit like he'll start making funny faces like, I don't know what face around like a stork and I'm like I think I was just I think I had something in my teeth or something. I yeah. don't know what I did, but you were like, you were like, oh, right, we talked about this, Max, so you can't do this at the <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> I'm like, I'm already in on the, I'm like, I'm on like level 72 of Max, right? But with other people, they're just on level one. They're like, what is this? This is a new enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <I can't." laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like, 
like yeah. legs go up in the air. Dude, I walked in this morning, and honestly, like I, I, I don't know. I picked out my clothes this morning, in, in spite of all appearances a, in that. It would suggest otherwise. My my blind mother dressed me. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I was like, I got my clothes on. I was like, yeah, I'm just this is what I. This is shit that I wear. All right, whatever. And I start walking into work, and the first person I see is Zach, and he's just. First thing he says, he just shakes his head. He goes, fucking cartoon character. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, is that me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did I do? I don't know. You know, it's Nobody coming, knows coming who from that him, is. Yeah, which is, is just fun. Saying, He's also a cartoon I went character. To the, I, went, I went to the fucking just, cartoon just, characters. I went just, to the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. And, uh, Dressed like that? Yeah, I mean, more or less. Okay. Give or take. Different palettes. The Renfi? No, the the Renefe. The yeah. Rofo? Yeah. <laughs> the RFer, motherfucker. The Reefy? Yeah, the Reefer. Um, <laughs> but I went Rent to, so I was madness. at the NorCal Reefer, if you know what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. Just carry um, like a cool like sonic screwdriver with you and just be like, yo, I'm the 17th generation of Doctor that Who. That fucking joke. Oh, God damn there it. There we go. No, I'm the dumbass. How many times just, has I, that happened? I was like, I'll just dress Probably how I too many. normally dress. But people, I think, were still like... Okay, so everyone here is dressed up a little bit fucking weird. What's this guy's deal? And one guy, like, I'm in line to buy a beer or something. Is one guy who's, like, dressed like a, I don't know, like a Turkish invader or something. He's like, hey, hey. I was like, what? what? And he's like, you, um. And I was, like, about to be like, oh, I'm on, like, IG and I'm on podcasts. I do a bunch of shit. You in nature calls? He's like, you, you doing Ace Ventura? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I was like, close. Yes, sure. Fine. Why not? <laughs> did, you, mm-hmm. did you just turn around and start? I'm Start like a, making I'm, noise out your body. Yeah. There's probably an <laughs> episode of the Ace Ventura cartoon where he goes to a Ren fair. Probably. Right? No, dude, I like I, I don't I don't even know how to explain that whole thing, the Ace Ventura thing. I don't I don't I don't love those movies. They're fine. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm sort of like a dollar store Ace Ventura. You're like, oh, is he a pet detective? No, he's a video game journalist. Oh, it's another silly job that makes no sense. When I I mean when I was when I was fatter, I, I was like low key doing an Andrew Dice Clay all the time without really thinking about it. Like I walk in the room with like, you know, fucking big black shoes and jeans and a, and a dickery hey, you know, I'm like in a fucking leather jacket and I'm just a greasy wop Italian guy and I'm like, Oh, it's fucking Paisan. And like I'm like oh shit I became everything I should have never become you know yeah. I became a guy that dies ten minutes into like a crime movie we're, I think we're both that guy <laughs> yeah great. definitely and this is the little rat who sold us out <laughs> I think the that's, dude, the that's... dude who just shows up like in a karate movie and gets you've, kicked, you've been kicked down yeah. through a window you've that's been to the I... Renaissance fairs right I w- I've I've been to one with April and her family yeah. what did what was that like I mean, was did you weird. dress up. No, like I, I had like a cool little hat. You kind of look like a dude. In what do you a, mean you had a cool little hat? It was like a cool like Robin Hood looking hat. So you just bought a hat. And I mean, that was I it? bought it there because it was cool. It looked I've, like the hat from I, King's Quest. I got Quest. some bad news for you. They don't sell anything cool at the <laughs> Shut up. I uh, I think I really. I th- no, we talked about this before on the show, but like I, I had, I, I got dragged to Williamsburg, Virginia, oh, like yeah. twice growing up. And so I think that's so why weird I'm like, sentence. I'm like repulsed by Renaissance fairs because I, I had to do that as a child. And Williamsburg, Virginia is like this town where like everyone pretends it's like a fucking Benjamin Franklin times or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, but like it's, it's just, it's all broken. And yeah. like you can see the outlets on the walls and shit. Like it's not like a fair that they cobble together and you're like, oh, I can, you know, there's some rough around the edges. Like this is just like, oh, there's a man smoking a new cigarette behind the barn. Yeah. It's like over the side over here, like there's LED lighting and you're like, this is not right. Well, like, we, uh, we have like the Casa de Fruta Renaissance fair. Yeah, that's here. what I went to. Yeah. yeah. But you know, they, they, uh, they go kind of, all the way there. They're rigid about it. You know, well, they're like they have like so, except they're cool. Yeah. They have like a cool uh, 
uh, Lance, like, like what? Yeah, they got jousting. Jousting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can't rem- can't remember how Lazy, words work. Easy mnemonic is that yeah. it's the same as that arcade game with the ostriches. That you oh right. yeah. yeah, life hack and like. Uh, Actually, we, it's called joust, but we I'm, saw like a, a life joust. <laughs> <laughs> that life um, hacking, but they and they had like a cool like, I don't know, a, a, a fancy bard spinning tails. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, they had all those things. I, what's weird though is that like they also don't hot commit. dog stand. They, they also, I mean, they're on like fairgrounds. Like they're they're a temporary installment. They're not like a year round thing. Like yeah. like Williamsburg or um, is Williamsburg Williamsville? Williamsburg is like the hipster place in Brooklyn, I think. Like I don't think there's, yeah. there's like wait people... is this a permanent thing? Yeah yeah yeah. What? There's, there's really? other ones. I've been to ones in like Massachusetts where it's just like oh it's it's like a, a commune. It's an educa- yeah no it's, it's, per- it's it is an educational <laughs> theme park. Yeah yes, it is exactly. And you know it's like the place in Billy Madison where it's like if peeing your pants is cool consider me Miles Davis like that. And whole so thing. the well the fucked up thing about it is it's like twenty minutes from or, or an hour I don't know when I was a child um, from uh, Bushkill Falls which is like a legit theme park. Bush Gardens so, or Bush. Yeah, Bushkill Falls is, I think, the thing over there. So wait, are there, is, is there like, are, is this yeah. like a Disneyland, is there like, are there guys who just go to work there every day and yes. their job is to be like a knight? Yeah, all yeah. year round. There's, okay. um, that's the thing, and they're just like, we work in the butter's house. <laughs> there's a, there's a Chuck Palahniuk book called Choke about a dude who works there, and it's like, it, it made me both want to immediately go to one of these things again, and they also They made a movie never, of it, have you seen it? I don't with remember. Sam I Rockwell. I, I think I blacked it out. Yeah. It just, so they made a movie. It's actually the movie's yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. The book um, is fucking revolting because yeah. he's like constipated the whole time and he winds up shitting a big pile of rock. I don't remember how the yep. book ends, but it's just it, there's a lot of poopy stuff and nasty things going on. But the, but the whole is, thing is everybody's fucking each other behind the scenes. Yes. So it's got that same like like oh imagine all the weirdness of a theme park or of any kind of like high traffic like commercial restaurant like the movie Waiting or whatever. Yeah. But then. I don't know, imagine that people are wearing petticoats and stuff at the same time, and some of them are really into it, and other ones are just like, for the love of God, get me out of here. The main character effectively shows up at restaurants and pretends to choke on things so people save him, and then he somehow ends up getting money from them or, like, sex from them. Like, it's like you develop this weird bond relationship with the people that save your lives who sort of feel like they have to, like, nurture you forever. That's at least the premise of the story. But he also works at... At you know this fucking like old timey permanent renaissance zone. Yeah, it's an interesting book. Yeah, but, but it's uh this place is near Bush Gardens, which is a theme park where you can drink beer, uh, uh which I couldn't do as a child. It's the place but, where Fabio got his nose fucked yeah. up by that goose. Yeah, where he was on. He was. <laughs> yeah. I, I went on that ride and I got off and I was like, yeah, that ride was cool. Did you get off good. because that's where Fabio got his nose fucked so up? So happy like, about oh. that. Yeah. Uh, but I think I talked about this in the show before, but my parents woke us up at like five in the morning. They're like, we're going to Bush Gardens. And we got there at like eight, nine, ten in the morning, or however long it took to go from New Jersey to Virginia. And uh, we went on roller coasters all day and we had fun. It was awesome. And then at night, like we went out to dinner and we went back to the hotel. And we watched like cool movies and we went to sleep. And we woke up the next morning and they're like, now we're going to Williamsburg. And I was like, oh. You they, buried, they you buried fucked the up lead by, here. They fucked up by like putting the, the fun thing first. Totally. Yeah. yeah. They should have put the, the bad shit first and the good stuff at the end. Yeah. They did the same thing with me with uh, Hershey Park, which is like, do you know about Hershey Park? Vaguely. It's in Pennsylvania. Isn't it just like an old-timey theme park or something? Kind of, yeah, but it also doubles as like a fake chocolate factory for everything Hershey's trying, right, to, put, right, right, trying right. to do. You know, like, here's the place on. where we put all that white chalky stuff on there. Yeah, to make it <laughs> And here are the chemicals we put in to make it taste worse than European candies. Here's the room where we legally block all European candy from coming to America because we know it tastes better and we don't want the children to taste something better than our garbage. Here's the vault that's full of asbestos we use to make Necco wafers. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, I grew up watching like Willy Wonka and stuff, so I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And you get there, and it's like this just like this 
It's pretty dumpy. It's Here's great. a whole room full of fudge packers. Yep. Watch them load up those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> they have characters there that I didn't know were like a thing. Like they're like basically Do they have Oompa Loompas? Sort of, but like they're like they're like Smurfs but white people and their heads are Hershey kisses and they so all like Oompa live Loompas? in a town and make out and stuff. What the fuck? Like there, it's just like a town, this little cobblestone. It just town sounds of like, like incredibly sick treasure trolls. Yeah, it's and then they have like little Reese's peanut butter cup head people, and they're just Ooh. like, oh hello, it's me, Jacob the peanut butter boy. You're, oh, you're describing a, night, a nightmare. It's really bad. It's like one day I'm gonna be like 90 and I'm gonna be on like Deladen or whatever, and I'm gonna have a fever dream about all the men in this town. <laughs> well, thankfully, all the fine people listening to this podcast don't have to wait that long. They just get to hear this fever dream straight from your mouth. That's true. That's true. If you haven't noticed, everything is horrible. So if you want to retain any last sliver of sanity, you should probably get some earbuds to block it all out. And hey, maybe you already have some, but life is impermanent. So go to tweakedaudio.com and grab a backup pair of durable, tangle-free, and noise-canceling earbuds in one of seven styles and seven colors so you can drown out the sounds of the dystopian hellscape that is everyday life. Again, that's tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code GEEKBOX at checkout for 33% off your purchase and free worldwide shipping. Cassidy Sargent asks, you wake up, and there's an animal in your room. <laughs> what is the worst case scenario animal? Uh, uh, Goliath bird eating spider. Really? Yeah. What's that? That's a that's a a spider that is the size of my dog. To kill it. Yeah, I mean it's fucking huge. They have they have uh, fangs that can pierce the skull of a rodent. Do you have anything in your room Jeez. you could use to kill it? Like a guitar. No, no, I don't have guitars in my room. Why not? You look like a guy that has guitars in your room. Yeah, I have like eight or nine different guitars. I don't actually <laughs> play them. I just put them in my room in case Goliath bird-eating spiders show up. Uh, the no, worst I mean, case is a rhino yes. or a hippopotamus. I was definitely thinking, a hippopotamus. I was thinking yeah. something where you can't be like, no, motherfucker, this is my room. A hippopotamus definitely. I need you to leave. Right. Well, the thing is, is I get woken up every day by an animal in my room. Like my dog, which is a fucking nine-pound furry black thing, puts its paw in my face. And if, I don't know, a Goliath bird-eating spider came on my face and did the same thing, I'd be like, not now, Peppers. That's fine. And then I'd touch this eight extra legs more than I'm used to or whatever. And I'm like, you know, it's got those funny little eyes. Tiger would be pretty bad. I think also you gotta you got to realize that you wake up, you wake up in this scenario, you're not going to be fully like, aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I mean, I, w- I would say even, like, fucking potato bugs would be pretty shitty. So you're saying in this scenario, you, w- you wake up as the first thing you see. Yeah, that's what know, The saying. first thing you see, like, it's not even always the right thing. You don't know what you're seeing, you know? I like how, like, that... A Portuguese that, man-o-war jellyfish. It's important that that's specified, though, that, like, you wake up, it happened overnight, because otherwise it's sort of like, who is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you're it's gonna, a Goliath like, bird-eating spider. Dude, the, the, the amount of dumb shit I've done, like in the first few seconds of waking up, mm-hmm. like did you ever read that Darwin Awards about the dude who uh, he slept with like a gun on his bedside table, and the phone rang and woke him up, and he grabbed the gun and shot himself <laughs> in the head. Yeah, I haven't done anything that stupid, but I have tried to answer parts of my pillow. Is that real? Of, yeah, you never answered the gun. No, I don't Hello? keep the gun there. But no, I've done the thing where like the phone's ringing, and I'm like, oh, I get it, and I just like I just I I grab air and hold it up to my face, and I'm like, hello, why are you still ringing? And then I wake up, and I'm like, oh, that's because that's not how phones work. You have to actually use them. Uh, but I don't know, like if an animal woke me up, I didn't fully understand what the animal was. Like if there was an anaconda, and I was like, there's a small snake, and I'd be like, no, it keeps going, it gets huge, it's a very mm-hmm. large snake. Or if I had like a ceiling fan that somebody put a Portuguese man o' war on, and it was spinning around, <laughs> and it's like electric tentacles were just hitting me every which way. I'd be like, somebody bedazzled my room and it hurts. I think what like what gets very difficult is that you 
you have you have to have this like fight or flight thing where you're like, okay, is this is this my room forever or is this your room now to the yeah. animal? Like, cause there's a lot of animals. You'd be like, this is just your room now. Yeah. And I have to go call a man with like a blunderbuss. Yeah, realistically, <laughs> if you had a hippopotamus in your bedroom and you woke up, like the hippopotamus already probably would have kicked your ass out of there. Yeah, and also like he how just has you, your bedroom now. You can't you can't even realistically leave. And if you do, then you shut the door and you're fine. Yeah, there yeah, was you're that. Fucked. There was another story about the guy who um, a deer charged the glass sliding door in his daughter's bedroom because it saw a reflection of another deer, and it was him. And it, <laughs> went through the glass door stupid and animal like, his daughter was this dude's daughter was away at school or whatever so he's just at home with his wife probably banging out or whatever and, and he hears this like this you know kerfuffle and he goes in this in his daughter's room and there's this fucking like this full stag just wailing on all her like pink sheets and I don't know fucking Furbies or whatever a girl has in her room and he goes he comes out of the room and he goes honey Call animal control. I'll be right back. And he goes in and he fights the fucking deer and punches it in the face a bunch and then Holy breaks its shit. neck. And animal control shows up and he's like, I handled it, pussies. And then he takes it to the butcher shop and chops it up into venison steaks. That's a real story. Oh, my God. But that dude fucking handled That wasn't even his room, though. He Why had, did he even call animal control to show off at that probably. point? Probably. <laughs> he probably used to work for them, but they, he got fired for beating he up was too a, many animals. He's a, he was a secret shopper. That's cr- yeah, so they show up, and they're like, hey, uh, well, we'll <laughs> they at least... They failed the test. We can remove the body, and he's like, no, I'm going to eat it. And they're like, why <laughs> did you call me? <laughs> like, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think in a situation like that, I think actually that's a good point. Like, if the animal that invades is one that you could eventually save for meat, I think that changes the scenario. What if it's like an incredibly valuable animal and you just use your bedroom to trap it and then you sell your whole bedroom with the animal inside it to some, like, guy from, I don't know, Dubai or something? That'd be that'd be weird. I'm torn on that. Yeah. I think is the, that's the proper answer. I think ethically I should just say, yes, I'm torn on that. Because otherwise, if I, if you were like... I don't, like if that's the thing with like poaching is terrible, right? But poaching is never uh, something that's done out of necessity because you're in danger. It's people going into well, I think the poaching is when you go out and look for it. But if you just if if you if you wind you could up accidental with a, poach if there's a Siberian tiger in your bed and you get out in the morning and you're like oh I can't have this here and you shut the door like I think if a, if or something and that should be a law. That's not poaching. The the po- that was that's that's home invasion. That should be just, a law. If that if a if a if. Sort of like how in gun laws in America, like it's breaking and entering. If somebody comes in, you're allowed to shoot them in some yeah. states. If an endangered or a very valuable animal breaks in your home and you kill it, you can sell it to a dude in Dubai. Right. That's the only way you're allowed or to you, do that. Or you can eat it. Yeah. But here's what's going to happen. They're going to make this law and a bunch and of people are going to be like, oh, the tiger just wandered in here. A bunch of dudes in Dubai are going to capture Into this shit, room that was designed to hold it. they're going to drop it off at their friend's house, the hunter's house. <laughs> My friend, the hunter. And they're going to be like, oh, I got this white tiger. And, it wandered uh, into the room that I designed specifically to trap it and to yeah. detach from my house. I just I didn't even know it was going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing I had this room. And then there's going to be a whole show about it. It'll be like Dubai jackass, basically. <laughs> <we're> called, <laughs> oh, we, we, call, we call the show House Hunters. And they're like, you, get, you, have to, you have to do better than that? Yep. Shit. There'll be a guy who's just like, he's like, hey, man, I'm showing up to my boy Dubai Bam Margera's house. And I have a truck full of Siberian tigers. He doesn't know yet, but when they come in there, he can poach them and sell them. I, the I hope that Dubai Bar- Bam Margera is a is a person who exists. I hope we get, <laughs> if, there's, if there becomes like an MTV Infinity and there's mm-hmm. just like, hey, here's a... Here's the equivalent of like a professional skateboarder from Pennsylvania, but he lives in the, the fucking I don't know, like a glass tower and drives around yep. in a Lamborghini full of giraffes. Like, you know what? Uh, <laughs> give that man a show. One of the most dangerous stunts that you can do in Dubai, jackass, is to wink, wink at another man. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
Very dangerous. Yeah. And hey, guys, I'm Dubai Bam Margera, and this is winking at a man that's <laughs> <laughs> getting thrown in jail for 40 years. God, that would be very, very odd. Yeah. Very odd program. Uh, I think the thing about like an animal coming into your home is that you would have to think about if it was something if you would if you could eat it. Like I think like a hippo or rhino. I don't think I, I would eat. I don't think that's even an option. For I me. think hippo sounds delicious. I'd eat you the shit. Eat hippo. Hippo. I wouldn't yeah. eat a rhino because it's too hard. It's like when you get yeah. really it's like fried chicken that's really fried. You know, it's got that flap. How do you know? Yeah. Also, but, like I don't know, rhinos are like they're they're badass and they're sort of terrifying, <laughs> but like. And if you're trying to make some make some money and they're in your house and there's not it's not even an ethical conversation, you could sell that horn to some like Chinese dudes with dick problems. Yeah. But the rest of it, what are you gonna oh, do with it? I don't want to eat a rhino. I love I love how they made up that lie about rhino horns and dick problems. Why didn't they just make up lies for the whole animal and then people wouldn't just cut off the horn? Just be like, Oh, and his feet makes your ass thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, all right. I'll be a buff ass Chinese dude with a big dick and a fat <laughs> ass eating this whole rhino at home by myself. <laughs> That's a weird I sentence. I don't even know what those like how those animals would cook, you know? You have to cut, you, I think a hippo would take a, a long time. I think a hippo would be like a big wet pig. Like just to get like a big do like a big pig roast type of thing. Yeah. No, it would be like killing a clump in your home. <laughs> <laughs> I think eating a hippo is the closest to eating grimace from the McDonald's, yeah. you know, wow. McDonald's land. It's no, it's like the, if like the nutty professor walked into Jeffrey Dahmer's house and he's like, "I gotta hide this body." <laughs> like yeah. that's what it would be like. If, like a rhino came into your home in your bedroom, you would kill it and then cut it up into pieces and eat it over the course of like six months. I wonder why more people don't want to sponsor this show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Imagine like a full year, your friends inviting you over for dinner, and you're like, "Nah, man, you make weird ass meat. <laughs> make that thick gray I'm a, meat." I'm on this new thing called the Alphabet Diet. I got this uh, alphabet book full of animals, and I'm just going through it one by one. And uh, well, I'm in those those weird, shitty, high, yep. high value Scrabble letters, and someone's like, zebra. I'm "Like, oh, you want a little bit of grated cheese on your on your steak?" And he's just sitting there with a the horn. Over uh, <laughs> anyway, that's uh, horrible. I have a question for. For Cassidy Sergeant, mm-hmm. do you have any family that was in the military? And if so, is, is that is that last name make it awkward? I think it'd be awkward if if her father was Sergeant. Oh, Sergeant Sergeant. Yeah, I think it's more awkward. Or if like her name Captain is Sergeant. Sergeant. Captain Sergeant. Yeah, it's probably weird. Yeah. yeah. Or if like the the like the I don't know the drill sergeant shouts like oh sergeant or whatever like private private I don't know I guess they always they always say the title. You guys yeah. are thinking too small. What if her father was a doctor? That's Dr. Sergeant. Doctor Sergeant. Like that sounds better than Doctor Strange. Doctor Surgeon. Sometimes, if I'm like, if I'm flying on uh, on the plane or whatever, and they, and they do that thing where they, there's that drop down menu of your titles, and sometimes they give you two drop down menus for titles, oh, right. and you're like, I'm actually Mister Mister Scoville, Doctor Commander, yep, <laughs> Cobra Commander Scoville, <laughs> Doctor Mister Scoville. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just I I'm, I dread the day that one day they're like, oh, ex- excuse me, is there a is there a commander admiral on the plane? We need somebody to I don't know talk the plane out of suicide. I don't <laughs> I don't lie a lot. I try not to, but I lie every single time I'm in on like one of those seats in the plane where they're like, oh, you're gonna help everyone in this chair. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I go back to play, playing my Switch. I'm not going to help anybody. I don't know what to do. I'll shit my pants in the sky. When yeah, I think bad. they do that for people who want to feel like they like it, it gives them something to do, you mm-hmm. know, in the same way that like if you're... Those seats used to be uh, free, by the way. Not free, but like the same price as the other ones. Yeah. It's the emergency row seats, they give you extra space <laughs> so you could do all the saving. What are those seats for the special people who think they're a badass? Now you got to pay a hundred, you have to pay like a hundred extra dollars for extra leg room to save a bunch of people if you yeah. have to, which is bullshit. 
So yeah, I, the, I just want to play heroes are always, are always punished. <laughs> I think it's also like I don't know what if what if they're like, hey, uh, are you ready to help people if they're in a time of need? Yeah, I'll help. You, I'll help like, you. You're like totally, and then the plane starts taking off, and somebody's like, hey, uh, I got a, a ter- I got a term paper coming up. Will you help me study? And you're like, what the f- what the fuck? Like, that's bullshit. Yeah, you're gonna you t- help me beat calamity again. Tutor them. <laughs> <on> yeah, <my laughs> switch. You know, help me beat my high score in Puyo Puyo Tetris. Hey, that sounds like a friendship made in the skies. <laughs> you guys can truly bond over your need for help from one another. Uh, Simone Vargas asks, this is a simple one. Did you like going to school? Hell no. I don't think so. Absolutely not. It's weird. Cause I was, I was thinking about this question. Did I, you nerd? I, nerd. <laughs> I, uh, I have, I have good memories of school and there oh, are moments yeah. where I think about how much fun I had and like how it would have been. It's, it's a simpler time and how I sort of missed that. But the thing that I can tell specifically that I didn't like school is because I still have like sweat-inducing psychological terror nightmares about fucking up. Yeah. You know, during, and I think, I think that's, that's sort of an indicator that of everything that's wrong with school yep. as, a, as a concept. Um, yeah, I had, like, incredible amounts of anxiety and depression and all sorts of shit from school because it's a, it's a big, huge system that's designed for... I mean, it's like any other system, it's imperfect. You know, it's not, it's not an ideal scenario. And you'll be like, oh, you're... Like, looking back on it, I'm like, oh... There's a million things I should have done differently or just some things I should have tried less hard at, some things I should have tried more hard at. But, like, I don't know. End of the day, like, like school, yeah, it fucking sucked. You know and what I fucked up literally on day two every single time was assignment number one, which was cover the book. Assignment number one, they would be like, here's your textbook. Tomorrow, bring it in with a cover on it. You can use, like, a garbage bag or, you know, brown paper bag. Or do you ever have to do that? Cover books? What? No. Well, they it, cost $75. You should have covered them. Yeah, they, they didn't give you textbooks. You had to make a cover for it or buy a cover for it. I mean, I don't know why the fucking things just didn't have covers on them. Well, I don't know. Yeah, they also were, they, I don't know what the deal with that was. Yeah, I, I mean, like hardcover textbooks. Yeah, it's a hardcover textbook, but they I never had to, like, make a cover are you for fucking, my, Are you serious? What? Dude, really? That no. was, like, the first thing in all my classes. Same. And it'd yeah. be that one kid who, like, that one weird, like, it's like an East Coast kid. thing. Like, no, this is California, yeah. man. Who, and they'd have these things that were, like, these weird, like, like pantyhose book covers that you yeah. just slip over them. So it's like, oh, I don't want to. Do-. And then some teachers were weird and they were like, that's cheating. And it's like, how is it cheating? You're covering the book. They wanted you to use like a brown paper, They're like, like use a brown shopping paper bag. bag. Were like, they what? really afraid of the like weather damage or something? Like what? Well, that was the thing is the school did. I like, mean, they've like had these text- books. Dude, you know, they've had if, these for like 75 if years. There's, if yeah. there are like, if the fucking purge happened uh-huh. and I didn't have already a laundry list of shit I'd go take care of. Fucking textbook makers, pretty high on the list, and I didn't oh, even yeah. get—I didn't even get screwed with by them that much. But like, that's such a fucking racket because they're like, "Oh, well, this is a book. It's made by the experts, and um, in order to justify a book that's only used by like a few hundred people, they have to make it incredibly expensive, mm-hmm. right?" But the people who are paying for it are fucking students, and none of this is, of course, subsidized. So like, people got wise to that textbook manufacturers, and what they did was they tried their best to make books that were consumable. So it would be like 70% history book. And then if you put, this is so cheap, but if you make a history book and you make the last 20 pages of it uh, blank, like with lined, with ruled notebook paper in them, so people can write yeah, book sing, reports. single-use books. It's a single-use book, and then the class has to buy a new one each time. If one teacher is teaching three classes a semester, you're going through 70 books a semester per school times hundreds of schools, yeah. district, et cetera, et cetera. So back in the day, you used to have, just have like one textbook. But nowadays, they'll be like, oh, here's your textbook, and uh, here's where you write your assignments in the back, and then rip them out, hand them into the teacher, and then throw out your book at the end of the year. And it's like, you, could, you can't even... 
as a consumer, you can't make money back on that book, like even in college or anything like well, that. Also, like I used to work at the the thing I did that was like the copy center job I had was right. my 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 school community college had a faculty copy center that was just for teachers printing like the the readers they were called, which were like the sort of the supplemental th- thing to the textbook. It was like basically worksheets and like I don't know lectures that they printed out. And some of these people would be like, um, "Yeah, we want to have like we gotta have color coding," and I'm like that. Like that makes it like almost double the price, or they'd be like, "We need to have co- like full color inserts," and I'm like, "That's you're like you're gouging your your students, like you don't need this." And they'd be like, "Yeah, but it just looks nicer," and I'm like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, and then, yeah students insane. don't care yeah. that much. And they'd be like, "Oh, we gotta have like all these different like color coded sections," and I'm like, "That's like just print it on white paper, put a PDF out." You yeah, know? I would actually, I would, I would straight up just fucking like give PDF of of the readers to friends and being like, do it yourself. Like, I don't know. Fucking yeah, yeah. That's so it. much easier. Um, no, I, I, st- I still get, I still get like anxiety from school and it's been literal yeah. decades now since I went to like elementary school or high school. Or middle yeah. School. One of my, I think my, my most sort of favorite like lessons from school was at the very end of senior year. We had this thing that was like, it was a half sheet, a half sheet of paper that you had to go around and get signed by all your teachers to be like, you turned in all your shit, all your extra books and everything. And it was basically like a permission slip to fucking graduate. And you had to go to all your teachers. And if you had... So like, was that the day you learned to forge signatures? <laughs> no, the guy, the guy who mentored <laughs> me for my senior project was like, yeah, no, I really don't want to fucking hang out with you every week. Just forge, just forge the signatures. Yeah. And I was like, what? That's awesome. Um, yeah, he was cool. He was, he was an art teacher. So, yeah. Um, shout out to Mr. Tuttle. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, this was, this was like going door to door and being like, hey, uh, did I fucking, did I get my, uh, did I get my copy of fucking Fahrenheit 451 back to you? And they'd usually be like, yeah, it's fine. Or they, I mean, it's like library late fees, shit like that. Right. Or it'd be like, oh, you're missing an assignment. And basically it was kind of this leap of faith where it was like, oh, you don't actually do finals in your senior year. Uh, it's sort of known whether or not you're going to graduate, whether or not you're going to walk. But in this case, it's just this stupid last final piece of busy work. And like somebody at the fucking, I mean, somebody at the fucking head office could just like, check in with the teachers or like look at their their online right right, know, right syllabus grading system whatever uh but everyone had to do this and i took it to my like computer graphics teacher and she was like hmm well you're still missing um one of the earlier semester assignments i think you were sick and i was like well is it gonna make me fail and she's like no but it's not a great grade and i was like Fucking let me graduate. Yeah, please. Yeah, and it was just, I was just, just like, I, like I'm like, this is a woman who's like so just like, are you just watching other people like leave this place and you want to leave? Like I don't, I don't get how you can be such a miserable fucking like hung up person like that. But the the, the moral of that story is that like bureaucracy is horseshit and it's a thing you do have to deal with. Yes, like. The DMV is the great equalizer. It doesn't yep. fucking matter if you are fucking I don't know Kim Kardashian or Ryan Scott. You got to go to the fucking DMV. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah, and yeah. and you you sit there and it sucks and that's it's shitty and like even if you don't fucking drive a car, you're like oh I need proof that I exist. It it will like chew you up and spit you out in the same way like nature will. Yeah, like you know like Kim Kardashian or like. Jared Leto, or you know, they're in a thunderstorm, or like the, there's like a, an avalanche. Or Jared something. Leto's actually working at the DMV. That's true because he's trying to learn how to be a more easy he's being joker. Every character. He's the goofster <laughs> this time around. I'm the car. No. Uh, yeah, but like it doesn't matter who you are. Those play, those things will chew you up and spit you out. And, and traffic, and, just yeah. conceptually, yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah. care who you but are either. The thing I kept hearing thrown around in, in, in high school that I didn't get was the term critical thinking. Mm. And they kept being like, it's really sort of ironic because they'd be like, oh, you got to learn this is for critical thinking skills. Or it would be like the end of, it, you know, the end of a history assignment. They'd be like, 
basic like trivia questions. Right. And then it'd be the last one to be like critical thinking colon. Why do you think the American revolution happened uh, using complete sentences? Explain why or why not? You know? And I'd be like, at no point was I like, because I think that Europe is gay. I mean, I think it's just it's like a, a, a fucking. I don't know. Like, I could answer that question if you had a conversation with me. But they're like, learn how to you know consolidate your thoughts. And it was like, just calling it critical thinking. And now I get it. I'm like, yo, you're thinking in like a, you're using your own opinions to inform your beliefs. Right. And you're balancing they just had a shitty name for it. Yeah. And it was just I don't know. I used to like write smartass um, responses to those when I didn't like the oh, question. Oh, dude, me too. The teachers hated me for that. And like, <laughs> it was the kind of thing where teachers would look at it and they'd be like. <sighs> that's fucking funny, but I yeah. got to Or it would be it. like a poorly you. worded question, yeah. and I would take it really, like, extremely literally. The teachers would call my parents <laughs> and, and have conversations with them all the time. I they, wrote the most like, fucking just angry, verbose, and just, like, fucking up my own ass, like, response to why I didn't want to leave the response to something. And my teacher was like, I think she gave me, like, mostly credit for it. She was like, hey, like, I get that you're 17, and you hate your dad, mm-hmm. and just, like, and it sucks, and... You're good at writing. You're doing. You're doing good writing. You're just not using it for the thing that I asked you to do. Yep. So just take this and just maybe just fucking calm down. Like just moving forward, be a little bit less intense. Isn't please. that fucking insane? Like where they they can sort of just be like, I I get it. Yeah. And your heart's in the right place, but just don't. Just yeah. don't do it. But I also just I wish that I knew that like the world is so fucking imperfect and so full of holes and shit that falls through the cracks, and to be like. I got. I used to get so anxious about like, oh, I've got to, I've got to get like, I've got to get good grades. I've got to get like an A. I've got to get like, I've got to do really well, and I would just crumble, and I would like, I would, I would f- completely fuck up because of that. And it wasn't even like my mom was like, I expect you to get straight A's. I was right. just like, I was like, of course I should be doing my absolute best. And in reality, it's like some of this is useless busy work that won't actually get me anywhere. It's like it's actually like the thing that art taught me best was because I got pulled out of a bunch of like my serious classes, like. I was failing out of like math and French and shit like that. And they put me in a bunch of art classes. And then all of a sudden, like grades were like whether or not you did the work, not really how well you did the work because it was then up to interpretation, which I thought was like a fascinating take on life. Like art taught me that like there isn't always a specifically correct answer for something. When a teacher gives you an assignment and it's like, go home and paint love. <laughs> like you can come in with anything and you can be like, this, this is love to me. And they're like, B plus. Yeah. Like, how do you, you know, it's like, I don't, it's like some, some video games people do. They're like, uh, that's an 89 out of a hundred. One up would have been like, that's an A minus or whatever, you know, four out of five stars at GameSpy. And then like, Metacritic would have been like, what do we do with mostly this? Mostly positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, yeah. Everything has to get boiled down to like one guy it's being a green. like, what is it then? Is it a nine? You're like, I don't know. It's art. It's yeah. weird. It's I can't explain it. Whatever it wants to be. It's like Gozer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I had um, junior and senior year, I had my, I had this really awesome, like AP, these AP classes that combined American history and literature with independent studies in the arts, which oh, awesome. was fucking. Yeah, it sounds great. It was like this conceptual thing that they gave to us for two years. Um, and I worked with uh, like a whole bunch. Uh, we had two teachers in the class, like a man and a woman. And it was like, it was like this gay guy that had like been the war, and then this like woman who had been like teaching art and doing art for decades. And they would be like, "Here's this piece of American history, or here's this like classic piece of literature. You can write a book report about it, or you can paint about it." One kid would be like, "I made a song," and we're like, "Oh right, calm yeah, down." Yeah. 
but you could interpret it in any way. And it taught me, or you could make like a short film or something like that. And I was like, this is, this is the most like New York city college level class that I could have taken in public school in New Jersey. So by the time I got to New York city, I was like, all right, I'm ready for this. And college became a different thing. Mm -hmm. But you know, the first 14 years, 15 years before that, it's just school. And I still get fucking nightmares about being late for it. Yeah. I mean the most, I think the biggest horseshit thing from, from school is like formal essays. Yeah. And it's trying to teach you how to like organize your thoughts, but it's like, I don't know if they like taught you to like appreciate your muscles by putting you on the rack. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, like let's let's fucking you know, or like let's dissect you and reassemble you so you understand the value of not being in pieces. You're like, I like I. But it also taught people like to just regurgitate some shit they read somewhere mm-hmm. else, which yeah. is like when you get in a political argument with somebody that watches like Sean Hannity's show, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, this yeah. isn't you. Like he's like he's ghosted your frame and he's speaking through you to me now. And it's Dude, disgusting. Yeah. I used to get so mad. There was the uh, the debate team was called the forensics team because apparently, like, they thought that was like better than the fucking the debate team. Did they, they did just the same play the shit. Law and Order theme every time there was a debate. Good no, Lord. they did. They did worse. <laughs> they got sweatshirts made that said "Talk Nerdy to Me," and this is Ooh. before like being like nerdy that was, before was like that a, was a little. And like I, I used wall to see these, I used to see these fucking like these fucking shirts, and I'd be like, "I do talk nerdy to you, and that's why you won't go out with me because mm-hmm. I talk to you about." Star Wars or Dragon Ball Z or what? Like I, you know, and then I, I get off on this fucking tear about how like learning how to formulate your arguments in like a formal like like a debate structure and follow these sort of rules is like, yeah, you can take Taekwondo for ten years. That doesn't mean you won't get your ass kicked in a street fight. Yeah, like you don't actually win the argument by like making cogent points. And I think American politics right now is a good <laughs> example of that. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like. The man know. who got elected for president mostly spent the debate standing there barking the word wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is what a child, where you just go, no, 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 yeah. th- because. <laughs> do, do they teach, like, nihilism as part of general ed at high school I now? Because so. I feel like they need I to. Have to um, yeah. I, I shudder to think what high school debate teams are like today, like right now. I imagine it the teachers drink more. Huh? I imagine the teachers drink more, and they're just like, well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Do whatever, kids. You want to run the lawnmower in the classroom? Well, good news. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Well, I can tell you when like there's an open and shut case on social media, you scroll down four seconds, and there's like 80 people being like, I don't know about that. Like It'll be, it'll be like, hey, uh, like there's a guy outside, and he's killing everyone. And someone will be like, we should stop him. And someone else will be like, I think he should be allowed to do that. And you're like, what? Like within four seconds of everything now, like there'll be somebody will put up a picture of their kid, and twenty seconds later, there's people in the in the comments being like, "How do we know that's a kid?" <laughs> what, uh, uh, Didn't see it born with my own eyes. Why don't yeah, you post a picture you guys anymore? conceiving the child? Yeah, please. exactly. So I mean, debate teams now, would, I would just be infuriating. Yeah. I imagine I wouldn't even want to touch that shit. You know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, what can nasty. you do? I don't. I'm glad we're out of school. Let's do one more question here. Sure. Uh, One more debate topic. Leonardo Talavera. Cowabunga, dude. If you could hang out and interview one horror movie villain for a day, who would it be? This is for you, Max. Wait, hold on. Why why is it just for him? Well, because, I don't know. He's a big fan of that stuff. Hold on. I mean, so am I. Okay. All right. All right. Don't get fucking, don't get all ornery about it. Why don't you, why don't you, you want to think about it for five minutes while I'm... Well, no, I I, I think I have a good answer. All right. Do Do you have it on you all? Do you have it on your person right now? Yeah. Who is it? it? It's Charles Lee Ray. Better known as Chucky. Chucky. 
I think he would be the most interesting to interview as far as to have a conversation with. You can't interview Jason Voorhees. No. He's just going to like try to hit you with an oar and then like go smoke weed and look at his mom's head or yeah. whatever. Yeah, this is very different than like what's your favorite horror movie because like, I I mean I love Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't want to interview Leatherface and he's like <laughs> <laughs> Jason's mom would just try to show you pictures of her kid for 8 hours. Yeah, yeah. And uh no Chucky, you know, yeah, I think he'd be able you know, as long as he's not killing you, you'd be able to have a conversation with him. It'd be really weird. What about um You'd be like did you know you look just like Tommy Wiseau from 1988? And he'll be like, yeah. What about the birds from Hitchhawk's The Birds? Hitchhawk? Hitchhawk. Sonic the Hitchhawk? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think it'd be cool to interview, like, the Predator if you had, like, a translator. That's great. But, like, the problem with Predator is most of the stuff he speaks in English is just, like, Danny Glover sound bites that he did, like, a Skrillex film. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we gotta go outside now. You're an ugly motherfucker. I think right. with the Predator, it's less interesting because, like, w- that movie Predators explained that he's pretty much just there for sport. Yeah, but it'd be like talking to some weird, like, rich frat. I mean, it'd be like interviewing Dick Cheney, kind of. You're like, like, so what do you do when you're, Jr. What do you do when you're not doing this? Yeah. You know, like, why'd you shoot that elephant? Yeah, oh, I mean, that's fun. that's what I really do love about like the weird. I mean, that's the, the original the kind of, Predator too, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like they're they're dudes on hunting hunting trips, but they're like they're all they're all tricked out. And they're like, yeah, we're <laughs> gonna go fucking hunt these Navy SEALs or whatever. And I I kind of love that that it's all about like this sort of like masculine posturing. And then you look at like you know they're like, oh, we're gonna fight the aliens. Like, what what, is, what are the aliens all about? They're like, oh, they just they just want to have they just all about motherhood. They just want to have some kids and protect the kids. Do you think like, they have fucking gun control debates in like Predator Town? See, that's what I want to know. Is I want to know what what are they doing? No, like legitimately, like they're. I mean, they're op compared to their prey, right? That'd actually be really funny to see what the predator culture looks like, and they're just like the the dudes who who come and and hunt stuff are like they're like the dude who ran fucking GoDaddy who like killed all those elephants or whatever, and they're just like, dude, don't do that. Predator is just like they're like, why do you need the right to have one of those triangular lasers or like a fucking a personal nuke attached attached to your car? Yeah, it's like like the the Jimmy John's guy is just like holding a dead giraffe next to him or whatever, and like, like, why'd you do that? Well, you never know when a Navy SEAL uh, involved in the Contra affair is going to says in the Predator Constitution (laughs) we're allowed to have guns. It's like, yeah, but the Predator Constitution was written when they only had one laser. Hey, how do I know that like a hard boiled uh, South Central detective might show up in my home. I need to defend myself from Danny I, Glover. It's like here in America, we have like assault rifles and we use them to fight deer, which are just like, I literally I don't know if fight is the right word. <laughs> it's not a fight. We'll, we'll put it down. It's not a fight. Don't like a deer, a deer is like, I wasn't even going to kick you. Like I wasn't, even, I could bite you with like my soft teeth. That's the best <laughs> I could do. And we're like, <laughs> but in Predator Town, they're like, okay, Danny Glover and his friends have guns. There's Jamaicans. They have knives. You know, so we're contending with a little bit here, so they can escalate their weaponry a little bit. But I'm sure at some point they're like, hey, fucking rein it in. Like, there's probably a couple of mass shootings in Predator Town every year, and they're like, we can't have I don't this. like that you keep calling it Predator Town. What's the name of the town? <laughs> they Pred- have a, they, they have Predatoria. A, dude, they have a fucking, they, that species has a name. What? That this, what, the predators what, what is, have they're it? in the same way that the aliens are the xenomorph or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yuzon Vong. Uh, no, God, that, that would that, oh, that you just fucking ruined Star Wars for me. That's awful. Usain Bolt. No, <laughs> yeah, for, you want me to look it up? I can yeah, look it up. I, I'd All love right. to. Uh, in the same way that like the what is it the um the fucking the 
Emperor Palpatine is a first name. It's like Sill or something. Ricky Palpatine. Yeah, David Palpatine. Sheev <laughs> Palpatine. There it's we go. It's me, David yeah, but, Palpatine. But I mean, is there is there somebody? Call me Dave. Are there is there like are there people in in Predator world that are like that Predator Dennis just went down to hunt the, the guy led him to that protected uh, yep. that protected human Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I mean, I think. And now everybody's just boycotting him at home. Probably. I mean, I, I like ultimately they're doing it for sport, right? Like, so predator gun control is effectively the same lo- logics that we use in the Constitution to have guns. It's for protection and it's for sport, right? And some like redneck predator daddy taught his son, you know, you got to use three lasers on them white boys. <laughs> and he goes out there and he fights. But I'm wondering if they ever have the conversations being like, like some of the more liberal predators are like, you guys don't need this kind of stuff anymore. Like, you don't need a five laser. Some gun. of the more liberal predators. <laughs> I want to know if there's, in the same way that there's the gun control debate, and there's also like those people who are like pit bulls or evil dogs, and there's all those like people who are like, no, pit bulls are very sweet. Here, here's all this proof of it, and it's like mm-hmm. it's, they're just, I don't know, they're dogs. But they got those weird like tusk dogs from like the the the, the fucking the the Predators movie, the one with the uh, yeah Topher Grace. But like, are there people arguing about that? But like, these are just hunting, killing dogs. Get like a cuter dog with much fewer mandibles. So you're saying if like you and I are predators and we're neighbors, and your predator dog bites my son. If I get predator, one of those dogs, are you like, I don't like those dogs. Keep that. Keep that. Tusk. Does the town? Dog. The town has to put him down. He's like, you bit my son, predator. My people like, I don't think those son. dogs should be legal. They got too many <laughs> horns and, and stuff on them. <laughs> so do you think? Do you think like the weaponry is licensed in Predatorville? I don't think so. You don't think they so? don't really? They you don't even do wear full pants. Checks? They wear like fishnets and a thong. The gun show loop. Yeah, <laughs> that'll that'll trick. <laughs> Gotta close that gun show loop. Uh, so the species of the predator is called the Yautja. Oh, I was God. close enough. Yautja. What's the name of their planet? Predator Town. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna look it up. Yuzan Bong. Um. Yeah, so I'm trying to think like horror, horror villains. I'd want. I mean, Predator's pretty good, mm-hmm. but like I feel like I don't know. Jack Torrance would be kind of interesting. Yeah, like before or after the Shining shit went down. Hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be really. I awesome. I mean, the problem is so many like classic horror villains are just like they don't talk, which is why they're scary. Frankenstein. Frankenstein's pretty. Frankenstein's good. monster. I like him. Yeah. Frankenstein was I the f- doctor. I think the doctor's more interesting. The 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 monster's just like scared of fire mm-hmm. and hangs out with a little girl. I want to talk to the Statue of Liberty in Ghostbusters 2 when it becomes, <laughs> oh, becomes Slimer. controlled by a blob. Uh, they're kind of friends, though. No, I want to talk to, I want to, talk y- to Slimer. Yano. You can talk to Slimer. They talk to Slimer every day on the cartoon. Yeah, he's great. I like him. He lives in their house and shit. I'd be cool to interview the gremlins. I like how they ask this as we're like answering this as like serious people who do interviews for a living. We're like, I would love to interview this person. I have all these questions about their career. And it's like, that, why, why Could would you imagine you show up to the Ghostbusters house the firehouse, and you're like, I have a ghost problem. Are you guys good at your job? And there's a ghost there, and they're like, not really. <laughs> we haven't caught this fucker. <laughs> no, I think it's kind of like if you go to the police station and they just have like a criminal that's roaming. <laughs> they don't just have a, a pet crime. <laughs> like, <laughs> Here's one very small criminal who we don't think is that much of a threat. He, yeah, no, he, this is like if you went to the fire department and they just had a small fire. <laughs> no, counterpoint. Fire departments are always having cookouts. That's true. So, like, fire department Slimer's cookout. Slimer's the barbecue? Is, yeah, the Slimer is the, is the Ghostbusters equivalent of a barbecue. He's, he's full of all his that's, hot dogs, too. That's so fucking funny. Like, if you walk in a fire department, they just have a, a small <laughs> flame controlled in the corner. And they're like, oh, we found him at the hotel. We've domesticated this carbon monoxide leak. <laughs> We got a call a couple years ago when we really liked the fire, so we cook, took some back with us. Good God. You can't All take right. souvenirs. Well, we're going to wrap things up here. That's uh, right. This has been another episode of the Comedy Button recorded from my home. This is actually the first one 
Is that a wolf howling in the background? Yeah. I hope this sounds normal. I hope this doesn't sound like funky. You we... got your wish. Yeah. The funky, horror villains the fun- are here. The funky wolf. I, I. We should really just add more Halloween sound effects to our just October episodes in general. I think. I used to really. There was a couple houses around Halloween that would like buy the Halloween sound effect sound effect CDs and just play them outside. And I was like, "Why'd you do that? You just walk up to a regular house and it's just like." You're like, do you have any candy? You're like, yes, we do. Like, All yeah. right, I'm never coming here. Ever also, again. like, nothing that's scary is actually that consistently noisy. No, and it's also like a hundred different noises. It's like, how many shits are in this house? Yeah, I feel like that could You're just like, easily be like, oh, here's goats. here's the sound effects of a yard sale. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> if you had no visual component to go with it. Anyway, you can find us all doing our own separate things on the on the computer. Is that a fucking rice cooker? Yeah. I think the rice cooker is going off. Anyway, uh, Brian and I are on IGN. You can find us doing Up at Noon every Thursday at noon Pacific time live or just hang around and it'll show up on its own. We, we usually tape it and then put it up, you know. Uh, we also do Podcast Beyond, which is every uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. No, Tuesday. Tuesday, it's about PlayStation games. We fuck around on there. There's also YouTube.com slash IGN Beyond where we put up funny off-topic questionnaires and Let's Plays and whatnot. Some some silliness like that. The, the, uh, the weird breakout stuff where the... Rapid fire, which is asking questions, is starting to get very, hey, that's yeah. very comedy button esque. Yeah. So, yeah. What is? Brap. You don't own that word. R word. It's R word. I got an R word. Yeah, you piped down over there, you R word. Speaking of R words, you can go. You can go to geekbox.net. your downloads for uh, geekbox.net and get yeah. the Geekbox, which is a show that Ryan hosts about uh, gaming. Everything that's wrong with. Neil Gaming. Yeah. You, you love the. You, yeah, Neil Gaiman. You can also uh, actually go, go if you want to learn more about me, you can go watch the latest episode of Pockets Full of Soup. Oh, Where did yeah. You get, Where did you buddy Jared that? Petty's podcast. Did you film that in your home? At, at Jared, at Jared's. Uh, at Jared's home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, we've had Jared Petty on the show before. He's a wonderful man, uh, mm-hmm. and he does a show called Pockets Full of Soup. It's also on Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, go check out ours. It's patreon.com slash comedy button, mm-hmm. and kick us a buck or two and get extra bonus episodes, and uh, we'll show you our ball. We collectively have one ball between us. That's right. right. It's very we large. Share it, and each week, one of us gets to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of large balls and holding things. We have ball of steel. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, got ball of steel. Scott is I very... was in an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I have ball of steel. Ball, I had... ball, 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 ball <laughs> of steel. They took my ball. <laughs> um... Scott does uh, the Star Wars show. It's on StarWars.com or YouTube.com slash Star Wars. There's also Rebels Recon. I don't know when that's rolling to a stop, but Rebels is over. And then, of course, there's also Science and Star Wars, a show about science mm-hmm. and Star Wars. Most of that shit's pretty self-explanatory. Scott's on Twitter <laughs> at Scott underscore Bromley. If you want the latest hot takes on whatever the fuck it is he's being ornery about this week. And on that note, uh, yeah, we're all on Twitter. I don't, just, I'm Max Scoville. Uh, Brian is Agent Bizzle, and Ryan is Rydog. Yeah. <sighs> And that's the end of the show. We did it. We did it. It's over. Yeah. Predator gun control. Yeah. Remember the Yautja. The Comedy Button is executive produced by Andrew Rowland, Curtis Ruska, Laura K. Buzz, Luis Cancado, Matt Shotroff, Paul Grabovac, and Paula Shaw.